welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. Hi, good afternoon. My name is Brian Norris, and I am the managing partner of Bateman Funeral Home. And we also own Affordable Burial and Cremation and Pacific View Memorial Chapel here in Lincoln County in the beautiful state of Oregon. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about Memorial Day. Memorial Day kind of marks the beginning of summer for most Americans where they get together, they have family parties, they might fire up the grill and and they will have a little bit of fun. But Memorial Day this year is going to little, look a little bit like last year, where we're not going to be going to have in-person live remembrances. We're not going to be going to uh, uh, like parades and that type of thing. We can, we can get together as families at a barbecue, but we're not allowed actually at this point with the pandemic of uh, being able to be in large groups. And so we'll be celebrating them as small individual groups, but hopefully as this pandemic is winding down, next year we'll be able to have a big Memorial Day celebration. And hopefully this year, as we're winding down, as we get to the 4th of July, we'll be able to have some nice big 4th of July events. But let's talk a little bit about Memorial Day and what it, how it started. In uh, May 5th of 1868, it was called Decoration Day, and it was called that because the uh, men and women of the North and the South would get together and they would decorate with flowers the graves of the Civil War veterans. It was expanded in World War One, and it was expanded to be able to um, remember and to memorialize the soldiers of World War I as well as any American war. And that took place in 1971. And that was by Lyndon B. Johnson. Let me get my page to turn here. He made it officially Memorial Day and Congress declared an act declaring it a national holiday. And they moved it from May 30th to the last Monday in the month of May. So that way, in the words of Lyndon B. Johnson, this will enable families who live some distance apart to be able to spend more time together. And so he, when he expanded this to be Memorial Day as a national holiday with the National Holiday Act, intended for families, and especially in 1971, uh, where there wasn't near the amount of plane travel and that type of thing, he intended for families to be able to get together and to be able to remember those veterans that gave their life for us to have the freedom that we enjoy, to be able to have barbecues, to be able to have uh, <clears throat> mattress sales that are on that seems to be on Memorial Day and President's Day. And we have the right to be able to have that mattress sale. But <laughs> really, truthfully, Memorial Day has a lot of meaning. And it's 
really what it should be is it should be remembering those men and women who raised the right hand and said that they would be willing to lay down their life if need be to be able to protect and defend us here in the United States. You know, it's interesting, during World War II, there were 12% of Americans that were actively engaged in the in World War II. They were veterans, they were men and women serving in the armed forces, 12%. I mean, when you think about it and you see these movies, you think the whole United States was actively involved, and they pretty much were, because they all of our industries, all of our defense industries, everything was focused. I mean, the entire might and economic power of the United States was focused on winning World War II. But only 12% of the men and women were actually in the military, which is actually a pretty small percentage of the Americans. But there were millions and millions of these men and women that were involved in World War II. Today, less than one half of 1%, that's one half of 1% of Americans, men and women, are actually active members of the armed forces. And so pretty much you have to really go and knock on an awful lot of doors before you find people that have a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a mom or a dad serving in the armed forces. So it's one of those things that people, because it's not in the consciousness of our culture and our society today, that we really need to stop on Memorial Day and remember why it is that we have the freedom that we have. And it is truly because of the men and women that laid down their lives for us. This Memorial Day, it marks the 156th anniversary of the Civil War. There aren't very many people around. In fact, there's nobody around that was in the Civil War. It is the 76th anniversary of the end of World War II. It is the 71st anniversary of the beginning of the Korean War. And why is it that I don't talk about the anniversary of the end of the, of the Korean War. Well, in July of July 27, 1953, North Korea, China, and the United States signed an armistice to have cessation of conflict. South Korea objected and did not sign. And therefore, there was no end of the war. And so technically, the Korean War is just still simmering. And if you serve on the DMZ, the Demilitarized Zone, you will see that the war isn't over. It's not over. There's still things that are going on. And there are still people that are losing their lives on the DMZ. Something for you to remember. What amazed me, we have the 46th anniversary of the end of the Vietnam conflict or Vietnam War. But what really surprised me is it's actually the 31st anniversary of the end of Operation Desert Storm. I just, I can't believe it's been 31 years since we were, I was actually partly involved in that. And that's something that just shocks me. It's been 31 years ago 
since the ending of that conflict. But it's still not over. I mean, it, it ended up leading to the Gulf War. Something that people don't realize is that since 9-11, there have been over 7,000 Americans that have given their life since 9-11. That's pretty staggering. And that's the war on terror, the global war on terror that's going on today. 7,000 Americans have still, and there's more, there's thousands more, not just Americans. There's other people involved in that, but there's been 7,000 Americans that have laid down their life for the war on terror. And it's still kind of shocking to me that this is all going on and it's been over 20 years you know, since 9-11. I mean, we've had a whole generation born since 9-11. And they've grit, they've, there's, some, there's people serving in the military that weren't even around when 9-11 took place. But something else that um, is kind of a staggering number, and I know Memorial Day is supposed to be focused on the people that gave their life for us. But what's staggering to me is since 9-11, 53,000, more than 53,000 have been wounded or have been injured in the line of duty in this war on terrorism, 53,000. And something that I wanted to bring up is out of that 53,000, it's not just those, Another staggering number to me, and, and I'm kind of off track here, but I want to show this to you. 22 a day. 22 a day. What does that number mean? 22 a day means that there's 22 veterans <clears throat> that commit suicide every day. 22. Let me give you a hard number. 22 a day means that 8,000 veterans a day year are coming through a door similar to what we have here, the Bateman Funeral Home. They've taken their life. <clears throat> and we can do better. We must do better. We need to be taking care of these veterans because these 22 a day aren't counted in the statistics on the global war on terror. And that's 8,000 a year. 8,000 a year. Now, granted, not all of those 22 are people that are fighting the war on terror uh, because there's Vietnam veterans and other veterans, Cold War veterans that are committing suicide as well. But um, a big chunk of those 22 a day are coming from these kids that are between the ages of 25 and 40. Now, 40 is not a kid. Is to me. But but we need to and we must do better. Now, I've kind of sidetracked here a little bit, but I wanted to bring that up because that's a number that people don't think about. You know, there's a there is a cost. There is a big cost to conflict. There's a bit when somebody when the politicians start a war and we're not focused on winning that war, there's a massive cost. So. I will leave the politics here. I'm going to put it down over here because I think you got a feeling where I stand. But Memorial Day is so important. We need to make sure 
that it's not just about barbecues. We need to make sure it's not just about a mattress sale down at Mattress World or Mattress Depot or whatever mattress or refrigerator or freezer is being sold today uh, for Memorial Day. It has a much greater cost. And we need to remember that it didn't come free. These, these freedoms that we have did not come free. There's a, a poem that I want to read real quick. And it's by Charles Michael Province, and he was an U.S. Army veteran. I read this the last few years during Memorial Day. I wish I could do it in person with you, but I, I hopefully you can feel my passion uh, on this uh, recording. It is the soldier, not the minister, who has given freedom of religion. It is the soldier, not the reporter, who has given the freedom of press. It is the soldier, not the poet, who has given us the freedom of speech. It is the soldier, not the campus organizer, not the Antifa, not the BLM, not all these people that are, that are out there um, causing problems or trying to raise awareness for a cause that needs to be raised, be made aware of. Um, it's the soldier that gave them that right to be able to demonstrate and be able to have freedom of speech and have freedom to be able to demonstrate. Using that right to demonstrate is good. Using that right to destroy is slapping those people in the face that died for that freedom. It's the soldier, not the lawyer who has given us the right to a fair trial, and it's the soldier, not the politician, who has given us the right to vote. It is the soldier who salutes the flag, who serves beneath the flag, and his coffin is draped by the flag, who allows the protester to burn the flag. That's a very poignant uh, poem that I wanted to share is something that I think is important. Everybody needs to hear that poem and understand where that came from. A National Moment of Remembrance. I invite you to participate in that. It is an annual event that asks Americans everywhere to stop what they're doing at 3 p.m. their local time and to think and remember those that have died to give uh, us this freedom in the military uh, in America. I believe it was President uh, Clinton, actually, that was the one that really brought that to the forefront and was made sure that nationally that we um, took that moment, that national moment of uh, remembrance. In closing, I think it's appropriate to uh, quote the last sentence in the Gettysburg Address by President Abraham Lincoln. I did this last year, but as we're coming to the end of the COVID-19 pandemic, and it seems the beginning of the pandemic, it was kind of chaotic with a lot of frustration and people figuring out how this is supposed to work. It's going to be the same thing at the end. You know, there's going to be some confusion. There's going to be some frustration. And as a nation, you know, it can bring out the best of us or it can bring out the worst of us. And we can choose how we want to, how we want to work about this and be, you know, kind to each other, to respect each other as they're as people are trying to figure out what's best for them and their family 
um, I think it's important. And so in the words of President Abraham Lincoln at the uh, dedication of the Soldiers Cemetery, he said, it is for us, the living, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. And we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation shall have a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from earth. And, you know, we've had a lot of comparisons to what's going on today as, as what happened in the Civil War. And as it seems like we're kind of divided up. We need to pull together as a nation, remembering and respecting what everybody believes, and understanding that everybody has the right to their own opinion and respecting that opinion as long as it's not destructive. And that's my message today. I wish you a happy and safe Memorial Day, and may God bless.